now live and on lockdown. Are you ready? Broadcasting from Edinburgh, Scotland and across the globe. Listen here. You're listening to Ramsey Unleashed, going beyond borders podcast on Hearts on Live Radio with your host, Fraser Ramsey. Hi, this is Afia Lethem from Kingdom Beads, and we are proud to be a sponsor of Ramsey Unleashed, going beyond borders on heartsonglive.co.uk. Good evening, and welcome to our listen to Ramsey Unleashed, going beyond borders on heartsonglive.co.uk. It's Saturday, Saturday 8th of September, and it's a few more days before I go on holiday, which I can't wait, uh, flying over to the States. I'm looking forward to catching up with a few people that are have been chatting to you for a long time, and hope to uh, get to meet them face-to-face and have a good old bit of sit-down, get a coffee, or have a bit of banter, and it should be great. Uh, we have our guest on tonight's show is Lisa Geis, all the way from Arizona, and she is... I say she's in her car because it's absolutely roasting. She, she, instead of being in the house where she's busy with all the dogs and the kids and everything else, she decided to go in the car, stick the air conditioning on and freeze. And then she'll go back in the house and freeze again with the, the home air conditioning. But we're also, but then anyway, she didn't have the air conditioning on, she'd be like a sauna and she'd probably be about three stone lighter. <laughs> but she'd go, oh, wow, I can fit which is great. So anyway, um, it's very, I was to say 100 degrees Fahrenheit in Arizona Kind of weather we'd like in Scotland But unfortunately we don't get it But welcome to Lisa Geis All the way from Arizona Thank you for being on the show That was my bit of a random uh, introduction for you But hey, happy days Welcome, how are you doing? Thank you <laughs> I'm wonderful <laughs> Yeah, in your car If you turn your air conditioning on You'll sweat in about three seconds just be, You think you've been in the gym in about, for about an hour But you just instant oh, sweat Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, it's, it's, nobody goes to saunas in Arizona. They just sit in your car for 10 minutes and you're sorted. <laughs> That's what you do. You yeah, just... it's, not rec- it's definitely not recommended that no, you do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Instant cook. Um, you could probably fry your breakfast in there, just get get the bacon out, a couple of eggs, and just stick them in the car and they're ready. Save it, it's cheaper. You don't need to spend money on electricity or gas. You just uh, stick them <laughs> in your car, the sun will do it for you. It's great. Breakfast is ready, kids, just come out to the car, just come and get your breakfast. <laughs> anyway, right, okay, welcome. Lisa Geis is all the way from Arizona. So, Lisa, how's your day been? Have you had a good day? What's been happening? We always say day, it's, only, it's actually only 12 o'clock to noon there. Uh, so, only your morning, and how has your week been so far? Your week been so far? So far. Yeah. yeah, so far my week has been amazing. I'm preparing to um, actually go and speak in Paris next week um, at a women's business conference. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and so all, all I've been doing this week is preparing my presentation and getting everything together, you know, passport, all that good stuff. And I'm just, I'm, I'm ready to go. You're flying to Paris. I'm flying into Paris, then flying to Fort Lauderdale, which is interesting, but we're kind of not crossing paths at the same time. Uh, but you to the tight, how, how long your flight is taking, so that's interesting. That's pretty good. Know, that'll be good fun. There's a lot of people. A lot of people going to Paris recently, uh, or planning it through the network that I've created. Uh, the kind of the people that are there. There's Violetia. She's doing a fashion as well. There's people seem to be uh, Desiree Lee's been going to Paris, and also she went to Nigeria uh, to talk about her books and do talks and, and stuff, which is great. There's a lot. Oh, it's great fun. Uh, lots of people are just seem to be doing the travel these days and getting the brand out with their own country, if you know what I mean, which is good. Absolutely. Which has been, it's exciting to see. So tell us, tell, who, who is Lisa Geis? And tell us about, just t- give us people a bit of background, who you are, where you're, where you're from, where you're brought up, um, family life, um, before you kind of became a budding author and a coach, etc, uh, etc. Et tell us your background and tell us what's been going on. Sure. Um, so my background, I'm originally from California, mm-hmm. born and raised. Um, honestly, never thought I would leave California. But as you stated, I'm here in Arizona now. <laughs> okay. um, and the weather's completely different in California than it is in Arizona. So th- it took it took some time for me to get adjusted to that. Um, my family background. So I, you know, I am not the only person. I didn't grow up with a silver spoon in my mouth. So um, I had to 
make sure I was completely focused and kept my eye on the prize um, at, at a very early age because of my, my home life. And um, one of the things that I definitely made sure I did was to not only set goals, but make sure that I was doing what I needed to achieve them. So at the at the wonderful age of 19, I actually purchased my first home. Wow. So 19? I've, I've, yeah, I've been 19. I've been driven for quite some time. <laughs> that's impressive. 19 years old, first home. That's quite that's rather impressive. What, what did Thank you, you. Did you, what did you? Were you washing dishes or what were you doing? You must have made some serious hard work to get that saved up. <laughs> well, I actually started working at the age of 12. So, you know, 12. I wasn't I wasn't supposed to be working at 12, but 12. I, I, like I said, I had to get it. I had to go get it. <laughs> so how did, I how did you manage to start working at 12? <laughs> Most people are doing like a paper round at 12 or not even that. Over 12 yeah, years old. Well, wow. That's impressive. I mean, 12 years, if you have a paper route at 12, you're still working. So. You know, anything that anything that you can do at, at a young age to actually set yourself up, whether it be an entrepreneurship or, you know, just a babysitting, whatever you need to do, just make it happen. That, that's always been my motto. So, um, yeah, I started working at 12 and just continued on. So what ended up actually happening is um, when I graduated high school at 18, I decided, um, hmm, okay, let me think. What am I going to do? How can I go to the next level? Because these jobs aren't going to, um, you know, they're not going to hold what I'm trying to do now. I'm walking into adulthood, right? <laughs> so um, I, a friend of mine actually wanted to go apply for this job at a major communications company. And I was like, no, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to go to school and, and this. I'm going to do this, go this path. And but she needed a ride. So I said, okay, I'll drive you down there. Then when I got there, she was like, well, you might as well apply. You're here. So I say, yeah, I'll go ahead and apply. So lo and behold, I ended up getting the job. Mm -hmm. And, um, because of my work experience and the years that I had employment, mm -hmm. that particular um, communications company, they actually gave you job credit for the amount of time that you were you had uh, work experience. So the work experience that I had garnered me to they had like nine steps in pay. So it actually brought me in at step eight. And then six months later, I was at step nine, which was the top pay at that company. Nice. So. Yeah, from there, I just saved my money. I was very diligent in, in saving and not going crazy just because I was young and making good money. Mm -hmm. um, I saved, 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 and I I was a stellar about my credit. Credit was, I understood at an early age how important credit was for you. And so I made sure I maintained, I made sure I opened up small lines of credit so that I could actually establish credit. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so I had, I said, I have things I need to do. And that, that particular job actually helped me to accomplish a lot of my goals. But I will say this, one of the pivotal moments in my life was when I realized that that job was not my calling. And I realized that because I had at such an early age purchased a home and that I was walking in, I wasn't walking in my purpose. I didn't understand at that time what that would mean. That meant that I didn't have the freedom to just say I'm leaving this job. I had a mortgage I had to pay. Mm -hmm. So I had to put my purpose on hold for a lot of years because of those grown up obligations that I had um, walked into at such an early age. So I wish, you know, looking back on it, I love the fact that I went through it. I love the, the lessons that it taught, but I really wish that I had understood the big picture, the, the commitment in its totality, because again, I wasn't walking in my purpose and that actually caused some um, emotional and physical ailments for me later on down the line. Okay. So what, when you were, I mean, were you obviously having a mortgage and working and being in the top pay, did, what was your, did, were you kind of lifestyle, did you go out with friends, were you a bit of a party animal or were you just kind of more sort of you non-focused know, with work and just earning money and kind of went home and watched the television? Well, I, I was never a party animal. I've never been a party animal. Um, but I, I did have friends and we would go out, we would hang out and things like that. But again, I was, I've always been a goal oriented person. So for me, 
going out was fine, but I was always looking for what's the next thing that Lisa can do? What's the next thing that Lisa can accomplish? So that was always in the forefront of my mind, no matter what I did, no matter who came into my life, no matter who, um, who I hung out with, that was always in the forefront. I, I just believe in, in living in purpose and having and, and working towards something at all times. Well, that's good. So, obviously, processing uh, what you've been doing with work and you're obviously saving money. You've got your mortgage, you're kind of just thinking ahead all the time. Uh, tell, I mean, you're, you're married, yes? Hello? Oh, you're, you hear me okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. You're, yeah, you're, I, yeah, I sorry, hear you. Sorry, I thought it was a slight delay. Apologies. Um, yeah, so, so you've, you've uh, been working and you've got your first house and when. At what stage did you start to think, well, when do I want to... Obviously, you're, you're married, you've got kids, uh, um, and you basically you, you started wanting to be an author. What made you sort of think about and being a coach? What, when did you start to think about getting to dabble into that scenario? In well, life? actually, what happened is, is that, unfortunately, um, as I stated, because I wasn't walking in my purpose, and, and that burden of not walking in my purpose was so heavy on me Mm -hmm. and I know a lot of women experience this where they just they there's something they have people on the outside feel like you have a wonderful life but you know personally there's just something not right about the life that you're living Mm -hmm. and I constantly felt that and so what ended up happening it got so bad because I again I kept just you know going forward, just staying, pushing, 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 instead of really just standing still and asking myself, what's going on? How do you feel? Why are you feeling this way? Asking myself those important questions. So what ended up happening is one day at work, I was literally sitting there speaking with the customer on the phone. The customer was screaming at me at the top of their lungs. And I just took my headset off and just tears just started to come down my face. And I I look at that as the day that I broke. That's the day that I broke. Mm -hmm. Um, It it was not only the day that I broke, but it was the day that I broke through because I was able to, in that emotional state, I was able to finally say, I have to, I didn't have a choice at that point. I have to take time to figure out what is wrong. Why am I feeling this way? And that's exactly what I did. I literally started packing up a box, grabbed a box, an empty box, and just started putting my stuff in the box. And my coworker was like, what are you doing? Because he could tell that something, you know, he could see me crying that something wasn't right. My intention, my full intention was just to walk off the job and never, never return. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't allow me to do that. He called my supervisor over and they took me in a room and I just couldn't even talk. I was just crying uncontrollably. And so they sent me home. And, um, so I ended off off work, uh, for a while because of that. But during that time that I was off work, I was able to really um, seek help in speaking with someone and, and really diving deep as to what was going on with me. And it was through that that I, that the rebirth is what I call it, the rebirth, the breakthrough and the rebirth happened. And from that point on, I actually made a pledge to myself that I would no longer put my purpose on the back burner, that I would push it to the forefront of my life, and that I would con- I would start to do things and maneuver and move pegs around in my life, move the little pegs that I had created, move them around so that they were now conducive to what my purpose was. And so that's how I ended up doing what I'm doing now. Um, when I look back on my entire life, I've been doing this from... At a young age, when I was a young girl, friends, all my friends would come to me, ask, ask me how they should, you know, approach things. How should they, you know, handle things? So I've been coaching people all my life, but I just didn't realize that that was my calling. So I went a totally different path. And that path was, you know, almost it almost destroyed me. I'm just going to say. And the reason why I say destroyed me is because if I had continued on to not listen Mm -hmm. to the warning signs, I don't know where I would be today. I'm so grateful and so thankful that that I was able to um, have people come into my life who were saying, "Okay, we need you to shut it down. 
we need you to really figure this out. And, um, you know, I was able to talk to people who were able to help me and, and pull me through that tumultuous time. Boy, did, did it sound, well, by listening to what you, what you said there, it sounds like you were like you went through a bit of an episode. Was it depression you went through, or was it just really quite? You know, what? I think it was. I think it was a combination. I think it was a combination of of depression um, because of the situation that I was in. I was completely. I definitely was one hundred percent unhappy. Um, so I think it was depression, but I also think it was also stress. I had placed so much on myself at such a young age Mm -hmm. and the maintaining of that, um, was, was literally just crushing me. And so through that experience, one of the things that I learned and one of the things that I am, I focus on with my clients is goal setting and setting realistic goals in a timely fashion and not feeling the pressure from the outside world to have to conform to what they say you should be or who you should be or what you should do. So that experience actually taught me and gave me the skills needed to help others so that they don't end up in that same situation okay so uh, by by obviously by going through this tough spot in your life and realizing that you're you're just heading down the wrong road and finding the right road and now i mean did you did you ever go back to that job or did you suddenly just say no did you hand your notice in did you just quit and carry on with what you're doing i did go back But I went back with a different perspective. Mm -hmm. So, again, that's another thing I teach is perspective mastery. You know, sometimes our outlook can be our demise. And so what I did not realize when I initially started working at the job, I didn't realize that that job was actually a blessing in disguise. Um, Unfortunately, I had come to think of it as, oh, the place I have to go to, oh, the ball and chain, oh, my gosh, the golden handcuffs. You know, I had all the I had labeled all of those things on it, but never, never taking a step back to realize exactly how wonderful it was. So I had a different perspective when I returned. And when I returned, I didn't just return thinking I'm going to be here forever. I returned with the purpose of being there. I returned with a goal in being there. You know, everyone and I tell people this all the time. Not everybody is meant to be an entrepreneur. You know, there's some people who who are meant to work a nine to five job. So I say, make sure that when you're working your nine to five job, that you're leveraging that job in every sense of the word. If that job offers you, um, you know, reimbursement for education, go get it. If that job offers you training, go get it. Anything that job offers you, if they offer, if they offer to teach you how to play hopscotch, go learn how to do it, you know, leverage that job to the hilt. And so I went back with that mindset. And in addition to that, for, for people who do have a desire to be an entrepreneur, I tell them to be an entrepreneur costs money. You can't just start a business without any money. So what you need to do is shift your perspective and stop looking at the job as this place that you're, you know, you've been banned to for however many years you've been there. Start to look at the job as your private investor to your dream. And once you start to look at the job as your private investor to your dream, you start to really appreciate that job because there's nothing worse than an entrepreneur who has a dream but doesn't have the funds to make it happen. So therefore, they feel like the dream will never become reality and they give up on it. Okay. Well, just a... Just a, a question: Do you have? Are you of? Uh, do you have a faith at all? Do you have a faith at all? Uh, are you a church-based person, or you're not not a religious person at all? Am I, are you asking? Am I a believer? Yeah, I'm just asking. Yeah, you believe oh, right absolutely. One, uh, absolutely, one hundred percent. I wouldn't have made it through without that. <laughs> That's cool. No, I just, I, I, not everyone is, I just always ask you, it's like just to how people come through things, and some people have a faith, some people don't. And there's been, a, yeah. uh, some people haven't, uh, some people I've interviewed haven't got faith, and that's uh, they've come through difficult times perfectly well uh, on their own. But it's just, I just, it's always good to know. So, uh, how, what kind of church do you go to, if you don't mind me asking? No, no problem. Um, I'm, I'm a Baptist Christian, cool. and um, my faith 
has gotten me through, I, I can't even, I mean, we'd be on this show three hours, three or four hours if I was to go into so many details <laughs> about my life. Yeah. But I will say that I don't do anything without praying about it first, including this interview. I prayed about this interview prior to, um, you know, when you and I initially were in contact. So I already knew that it was that we were going to actually do this. This was going to happen. I didn't know when um, it was going to happen, but I knew it was it was going to happen. And in that this was something that I was supposed to do. So anything that I do, I pray about it first. Anything that I'm thinking of, if, if a dream is downloaded and I do consider them downloads, if a dream is downloaded um, into my spirit, I ask, when am I supposed to move on this? Because for those of us who are dreamers, sometimes we can have ideas. We can have a million ideas in one day and then we get confused and we end up not creating anything because we're trying to figure out which way to move. So I, I, I rely heavily on my faith and I, be, I believe and wholeheartedly believe that it is the reason that I'm standing here today. Fantastic. It's great news. Great news. Um, we're going to take a small break and we're going to... Well, I come and uh, develop into a few more questions. Uh, I'm going to play some tunes uh, to be informed as our supporters and contributors. Also, to some of the upcoming things and hearts online that you can look forward to. Uh, and uh, yeah, and you plenty of things plenty of ideas and plenty plenty of exciting things coming up on Three Hearts on Live and my and my show and also if you will talk about the, you can buy t-shirts and not just my t-shirts there's a Rise with Aloha t-shirts and lots and lots going on it's exciting it's exciting but we will be back I'm going to play uh, Carly Beth it is, it is time as in there's, it's time for lots of things uh, it's, it's time to do interviews it's time to meet people it's time to connect with folk in the right time so we will play Carly Beth it is time and we'll be back after this
speakers and they share this song with all their friends we make that change and this all ends Joey's in class with his textbook he's not worried he feels safe just look now the sun is shining in the parking lot and there's not a single Scotland's number one inspirational station. Hi, this is Afia Leatham from Kingdom Beads, and we are proud to be a sponsor of Ramsey Unleashed, Going Beyond Borders on heartsonglive.co.uk. Hey, welcome back to Ramsey Unleashed, Going Beyond Borders on heartsonglive.co.uk. We have our guest, Lisa Geis, all the way from Arizona. Um, just been talking about her, a bit of her background, what she's been doing uh, regarding how she was going down the wrong road until she found that she was uh, realised that her purpose wasn't being served and she's now going down the right road and just say that she is has a faith and her faith has got through her to this DNA where she is now. Um, tell us about your book and tell us how did you find out about authors and business? Sure. Um, my book is called You're Just a Quote Away from Your Greatness. And the book was inspired by my mother. This particular book was written while my mother was fighting breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And I literally wrote this book sitting next to her while she was getting her chemo, uh, her chemo treatments. And this book is near and dear to my heart, not only for that reason, but also because I found um, I found inspiration while sitting in the hospital with her and not just inspiration from her, but I found inspiration from all the other patients who were fighting for their lives. It gave me a renewed, a renewed love for life. Um, And it also kind of slapped me in my face a little bit. I'll have to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is so often we just take for granted that tomorrow is promised and not only do we take that for granted, we take for granted that our dreams will, you know, will that'll happen one day. We tell ourselves that that'll happen. Not today, but OK, I'll try it tomorrow or next month or, you know, we just keep putting it on the back burner. And the realest emotion that I had that I believe I had in my life was when I walked in the hospital, seeing all of the patients getting their chemo treatment and, you know, they would greet me when we would come. Hi, Lisa, is that book finished yet? You know, they were vested in the completion of this book. And I had to ask myself, because I had been saying that I was going to be an author. I knew I was going to be an author. That had been placed in my spirit. I knew that I was going to be an author. But I had been saying that for five years. And I hadn't written one thing. So the fact that I was able to write this book during such a difficult time and the fact that my mom and again the other patients gave me motivation to do it it just holds a special place in my heart it 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 basically gave me my what they call come to jesus moment when you ask it when you have to ask yourself if these people are sitting here fighting for their lives they're not only fighting for their lives but they're fighting for the chance to be able to pursue their dreams they don't want it to end here how dare you whole and healthy not pursue yours when you are completely capable of doing so so it was that revelation that said sit your butt down and get to writing and that's exactly what i did and i completed this book in two months something i had been talking about for five years i completed in two months and I can't tell you the joy, just the pure joy that I experienced to this day when I look at this book, and I'm, I just, I'm, I'm still in awe. That's impressive. Five years, it takes you two months to do it. Just on 
that note, just quickly, as you mentioned, there is cancer, which is obviously, we, as I mentioned briefly before we played uh, Carly Beth, it's, it's time. Uh, I We are selling T-shirts. We have, um, and the purpose that we are doing the T-shirt, we have Ramsey on these T-shirts going beyond borders. We have a rise with Aloha T-shirts. Uh, we don't just do T-shirts, we're doing hoodies and we're doing zip-up hoodies and other things as well. And we are, we've got a brand called, also which I'm, a brand that I've linked up with Shannon Griffin, who's in California, who you won't, who's part of the group. She, uh, we, set, we decided to uh, a joint effort called Fix Your, Fa- Your Face to Cancer. Now then, also the t-shirts we're selling, what we're doing is we're selling the t-shirts and we're going to, the profit we are going to put into a pot and we're going to donate some of the money to the local Western General Hospital in Edinburgh uh, Cancer Ward to support them as we are a community and want to support the community in Edinburgh and Scotland and this would be the best idea way forward to do that through and also some money towards keeping us running, keeping the station going as well because things are, obviously it doesn't run in thin air uh, but it's certainly God provides and that's the good, the good thing about it. So that's the reason if you're, those who are listening and interested in purchasing a t-shirt get in contact with us either via Hearts on Live uh, the website um, or you can email, we'll drop us an email Hearts on Live or you can uh, drop me an email ramseyunleashed at gmail.com but uh, if you're interested in purchasing a t-shirt there in, in dollar wise about $21 we plus posts in packaging depending on where you are uh, or if you're in the UK they're basically £16 uh, you can plus any postage or you can if you're in Edinburgh you can be pick them up or you can hand deliver them basically but uh, yeah so that's inter- really interesting news so um, you're you've now got the book two months to write the book it's now published you've now tell us about authors and business how did you meet Desiree Lee how did you get involved in that who told you about it and about everything everything else really well, yeah, so I actually um, came across Desiree um, on Periscope, and so I started watching her. I don't know how, I don't know if many people watch Periscope now, but <laughs> I actually started watching her on Periscope, so that's how I was first introduced to her. And um, actually, someone who is in Arizona, um, she had joined her group, and so I, you know, talked to her about it, and I said, you know, I think I'm going to join. I really like what she's talking about, so that's how that came to be. That's good. I met Desiree Lee on Blab about four years ago. Uh, certainly, when the Blab, the uh, sort of video chat platform, where a lot of people met community, hence why I know half the people through Blab, which is quite interesting. Uh, so I mean, Des- I remember I, d- I met. I was when I met her when she was not long just kind of starting or really just kicking off. Hence, with the interview in the first, um, and seeing her where she's come from then to now is very impressive. Uh, but yes, yeah, and I see that. Well, since I've interviewed her, obviously I'm now connected through to you and through the group of AIB Nation authors and business um, hence my and now you're bringing your story your platform to Scotland and I mean how does it I mean knowing that I suppose if you never had that connection if I never had that connection with Desiree never really would you ever think that you'd be talking to a Scotland a radio station in Scotland and bringing your your, your book across the, the UK well Scotland anyway yeah well, you know what? Again, back to faith. I'm a firm believer that, you know, and I, I'll, this is just a quick little story. When it came time for me to name my company, um, it was dropped in my spirit to name my company Lisa Geis Global Vision. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like the name. I, I had something else in mind that I wanted to name my company, but God told me, no, this is what you need to name your company. My question was why? And he said, because I'm going to take you global. So I never doubted that I would be global at some point that I would reach, reach the world with my story, with my message pouring into others. Um, I never doubted that. And I'm a firm believer that the people that are placed in my life are placed there for a reason, including you and Desiree um, to facilitate that. That's fantastic. You, where, where tells you, tells where's your name come from, Geis? Where's the background to that? Your name? You know what? I I once looked that up, and I think it's um when I looked it up, it said it was from it was Greek. Greek. And mm. so I was like, whoa! I didn't expect that. And and then I it gave me all the the meanings of my name and what it meant and what type of person is attached to this name and I was floored because everything it said was me and I forwarded it over to my dad and I was like oh my gosh you know we were all excited like it, it, it's amazing so that that's all the research that I've done on my name um 
just via the internet, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't, you know, as far as family background, they don't even know where, where it originated or how it came to be. So that's all, that's all I have. But I loved what I found. So I've been oh, like, okay. yes, it's so unique to me. I love the name. I just think it, it's really, it really stands out. Okay. So what, what does it, when you're not working or networking or telling people, uh, helping people meet their purpose, uh, what do you do when you like, what's, what's fun now when you as a business person, what do you do when you're, what do you, what do you switch off? As a business person, I, um, as a business person, what's fun to me, believe it or not, is creating, uh, different programs. So I, I know that sounds crazy for that to be fun, but that's actually fun for me, the, create, the creating process. Um, on a personal aspect, what's fun for me right now in my life um, is that I realize the importance of making sure that you're making time for those who, who are close to you, your loved ones. And so I go out of my way to make sure that that happens. I have scheduled time. Um, like for example, me and my husband, we do date night every weekend. Uh, we have to kind of, we have to work to keep it spicy because we've been together since we were in high school. We're high school sweethearts. So that's a lot of years. Yeah. That's a lot of years together. So we go out of our way. You know, like anything, a relationship requires work. It is as much as we like to believe it just everything just naturally happens it doesn't including the relationship that you have with yourself Mm -hmm. you have to constantly work on that that's the number one relationship the one you have with yourself and then once you get that in alignment everything else seems to fall into place but you have to work at it and just like you i always tell people as dedicated as you are to helping others or working a job or whatever it is that's going on in your life, you be just as dedicated to yourself, the relationship you have with yourself, your, um, you know, your spiritual walk and your family. Good. Do you, I was going to just, I lost my train of thought there a second. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, you're just thinking. I thought, oh, I've just lost what I'm thinking. Hang on a minute. <laughs> so, oh, just lost, lost my train of thought. I'm yeah, overthinking. I'm listening. I switched off for a second. I not switched off, but I was like, right, okay. Gonna, usually, I'm, I'm thinking what question I can ask when I'm listening to you. And I just suddenly went. I suddenly just let me draw a blank for two seconds. But um, have you got another book in the pipeline? I'm sorry. Have you got another book in the pipeline? Yeah, you know your accent sometimes throws me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do. I actually have two books in the pipeline. I just released a workbook, um, and it's called um, Leap. How to? It's called Leap. Your next level success. So in the workbook, I'm teaching people how to actually take what they have right now and leap to their next level. And it's there to leap within their next level within a two week period. So I absolutely love that particular workbook it's actually the formula that i use for my success so um that's i just released that i haven't initially did a big launch for it though but i have two more books in the pipeline that i'm working on and i'm excited i don't have a release date for them but i am excited i have two more coming okay we'll talk about them a bit more after in our song um and then we can talk about where your what your sort of general goals are going forward. Uh, I was good before we go. Actually, I want to because I know you've touched on a few things. You touched on your struggle part in the beginning before the, the first song. Uh, is there anything else that's really been any? I don't. Maybe there hasn't been. Maybe it's just been plain sailing, kind of plain sailing. But has there any? Have you had any really? Any challenges in your life that you've really had to struggles that you've really had to come through that might. You, you, you're able to talk about it or is it nothing really happened like that at all? Oh, oh no, absolutely. Yes. Um, so the different struggles that I've had in my life is, is I mean, I've struggled with a lot of things, mm-hmm. but I'll say, you know, self, low self-esteem, um, not putting myself first, not loving myself, not loving who I am and who I've been, been created to be, um, different things like that. But one thing that I'll say, and, you know, um, I've gone through a lot of adversity. Um, I've, I've, you know, 
had attacks on me physically, just different things um, that now, of course, being in them, I looked like I looked at them as, oh, my gosh, why is this happening to me? But now I look back on them and I realize the reason um, and the what I could pull from it. So, so let me just share this. I am, I am a person who believes, yes, unfortunately, bad things happen to good people, but we could either allow whatever has happened to continue to hold us down, or we could look at that event and say, what can I pull from this? I'm good. What good can I pull from this? So what I do is I constantly, no matter what I've gone through in life, and I had to revisit past pains. And I I always advise my clients to do the same. And I walk them through that process. Because when you revisit your past pains, there's nuggets in those pains. There's nuggets in those pains that you could actually use. You know, the Bible is clear about using you know, your enemies as your step as your stepping stool, right? Well, yeah, let me pull from that bad experience and use it as my stepping stool to catapult me into my greatness. So that's exactly my perspective now. Let's see what it is we can pull from that. So what I was able to do in going through the different things that I went through, the low self-esteem, being attacked, just different things I was able to go through, that has equipped me to do exactly what I'm doing now. So when I first started out, I started out working with girls. Mm-hmm. And I was able to identify on such a level that most people couldn't identify with the girls because of the struggles that I had been through. So I was able to pull from those past pains and help heal them in their now. And that's exactly what I love to do. I love to to take my life and pull from the past pains and help people in there now and catapult them into their greatness. That's good. That's fantastic. That's great. Well, we'll, we'll talk about another sort of books after the, uh, this one, the song, and uh, we will come back to you in a second. And um, we'll do a wee. Things are uh, one of our, con- our a lot of our controls. Put my teeth in today. My brain's not quite thinking. So just apologies because if I run these days, I've had a bit of a headache, and I'm trying to think the after the paracetamol ibuprofen sort of kicked in. I'm a bit zonked. So I do apologise, listeners, if you're listening to me, uh, looking a bit a bit subdued or maybe a bit uh, not quite with it today. So <laughs> I think I'm, my brain's not. I think I'm, I'm listening and I'm like I'm trying to really push myself through this. So my, my brain is just dying. I'm like oh crumbs. I've got to get, you know, when you just get those days that you're like you're sitting there, and you're like, I'm, I'm just not not quite with it today. Yeah, one of those days. <laughs> one of those days, I realise, oh crumbs, this is not. Oh, good grief! I am really. Oh, I'm like, oh, I've got to get the, get to get the brain functioning here. So, um, yeah. So we're back after Rick Palmer's chocolate cake with a bit of jazz. Uh, he's saxoph- plays the saxophone, so he'll be back after this. Um, I'll get my marbles back somewhere. Okay, we're back in a second. <laughs> Thank you. 
Songlive.co.uk, your inspirational station. Ah, welcome back to Ramsey and Leach going beyond borders on heartsonlive.co.uk. Um, ah, a bit of background music, a bit of Knight Rider, can I be a bit of Knight Rider? 80s classic with the Hoth, and if you ever watched the Knight Rider, you'll know what I'm talking about. So, but as I say, welcome, uh, as we have our guest, Lisa Geis. Ah, can turn up, turn up the sound up, I don't want to do that, <laughs> too loud. Lisa, how are you doing? Are you still, you're still alive? You're still not, you still got the aircon in the car? You're not I'm like here. frying? Yep. You're not like cooking nope. a couple of bacon and eggs in the car? No? <laughs> so, sorry, that's random. <laughs> Apologies. In fact, I'm going to stop that. It's a bit too loud. Uh, sorry about that. I like a bit of background music, but my music is a bit too loud. So, and I wasn't hearing you very well. But apologies in that part. But anyway, um, you've got a couple of new books coming out. Tell us a brief insight to these books. What's your aim for them? And uh, then tell us a bit of what your goals are for goals you've got set going forward and what you're kind of looking forward to looking to do. Uh, as I say, you're going to Paris uh, next week, um, and you're obviously speaking. And what's your kind of you obviously Lisa Geist going global like I'm doing Ramsey on these going beyond borders um, so similar kind of thing and um, tell us about the books that you're obviously upcoming and what you're eight, eight, long to five if you've got a five year plan ten year plan what's your kind of thinking what you're thinking okay Ramsey that was a lot I know sorry <laughs> I just um, gotta, gotta cover all bases you know gotta cover all bases I mean it's like I, I feel like you right now I'm like trying to grab it you're saying it. I'm like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> just, just start. Just start. Just start with number one. Like or number it all at me all at one time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. It's, so, about, it's all about so, you. It's about Lisa Geis going global. Come on. I, I, yeah. <laughs> so the two books that I have or that I'm working on right now, um, one of the books really talks about how to not just leap but also launch. One of the things that I often find with my clients is, you know, they have an idea, they're all ready to get to work as far as the leaping, but they don't know how to launch or they become afraid to actually launch what it is that they've created. So 
that book will, will definitely dive into um, how to go about your launch, how to actually open yourself up. Because when you launch a product, you're not just launching the product, you're relaunching yourself as well. So it will talk to women about how to prepare for actually the relaunching of them. Because to create something and to see it to come to fruition, that is a process and you're growing through that process. So through that process, a new you is created. So you're relaunching yourself. Every time you, you move on a dream, it's the relaunching of you. And it's such a beautiful thing to watch. So that's one book will be about that. The other book will actually be about the things that hold you back. And what I mean by that is I'm going to dive deep into how to get rid of baggage, how to get rid of your baggage, because what ends up happening is we put that baggage on our backs and we carry it with us through every relationship, life experience. We're collecting and adding more things into that baggage and it's time to release it. So that's what those two books are, are about. It's, it's definitely about freeing, um, freeing the, the reader from whatever's holding them back, but in different ways. Uh, so that's what I'm working on. In addition to that, I also have an event coming up October 13th here in Arizona, and it's called She's an Empire. I'm a firm believer that every woman walking is an empire within herself. You don't have to wait to build an empire. You are already an empire. We are taking care of the kids. We're, we're arranging everyone's schedule. We're cooking. We're cleaning. We're um, taking care of, you know, writing out the bills, all that stuff. You're an accountant. You're, I mean, you, you're already running all these businesses. You just don't realize that, that you're running the businesses. So it's time for us to actually look at all of our skills and see how we can actually monetize what we already do. So my She's, She's an Empire conference, this particular go-around, I'm having it as a luncheon, and it's her leap, her launch, her legacy, and it's teaching women how to leap, launch, and create a legacy, and I'm so 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 excited about that because it's something that's been burning in the in my belly for quite some time and i'm so grateful to finally be able to launch it on october 13th out here in arizona my goal my dream my vision for it is that i will be touring into different cities and 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 prayerfully different countries um hosting this particular event and sharing the knowledge with the world it's fantastic. So, going forward, uh, obviously, you're going. What what do you hope to achieve when you go to Paris? When you get there, and you, when you're speaking, what kind of connections do you want to make? Well, I definitely am super encouraged about the women who will be attending this event because um, I know that they're coming with already with the mindset of elevation. So my goal right now is to connect with other women, other business owners um, who are ready for elevation, who are looking to go to the next level, who are looking to not only go to the next level, but are all, but are okay to collaborate, to go to the next level together. That's my big thing right now. Um, I believe that collaboration is the new currency. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm definitely looking forward to partnering um, with other business owners and making connections there that can help me to next level my platform, but also help others as well. It's not just about me. In my opinion, I'm a firm believer. If it's not a win-win for all parties, it's not a win at all. That's a, a very true, very true. Um how have you found uh, being a part of uh, the kind of Hearts Alive Ramsey and these community so far, the people that are linked, you're linked with? Oh, I absolutely love it. I mean, everyone is so positive and encouraging. And most of all, I just love seeing people walking in their purpose. I love to sit back and, and be a witness of the journey. And so... Um, that's one of the things that that I love to, to do when when I get the notifications to see like, oh, wow, this new person has joined or um, this existing person has this. They're getting ready to launch. You know, I just love watching the journey. And I'm so appreciative at the fact that 
you know, when anybody allows me to be a part of their journey, because the journey is, in my opinion, the journey is the most important part. The results are going to come if you are committed to the journey and the process. So that's the part that actually grows you. And so I love to watch it. I love to be a witness of it. That's one thing. Well, through Periscope, when you talk to a Periscope in, in the Desiree, I, uh, if I say I set some things on Periscope or I just have, I get a lot of people just come up in my feed, some some of them have actually just popped up in my feed, like Carly Beth and her sort of playing on Facebook and uh, I sit on Periscope looking, just I'll see people performing music-wise and I disconnect with them and if I think they're good enough, I connect with them, hence the reason why I've got a lot of musicians in, in the group as well. I just find find them, which is great. I just will analyse and yeah. listen to see what they're doing and just have a chat with them uh, first. And yeah, so it, that's how I generally... Social media. Yeah. And I was just going to say, social media has been a wonderful bridge to, mm-hmm. to just bring people from all over the place together. And, you know, where we can all walk together mm-hmm. and just really support one another and i i just i mean sometimes i i'm like oh my gosh social media is the bane of my existence <laughs> but you know the big picture of it is is that if there weren't any social media i wouldn't know you you wouldn't exactly. know me we wouldn't exactly. know Desiree. you know so so social media has actually been a godsend and it is what allows anybody who has the dream and desire, who wants to be global, who wants to to change the world. You know, back in the day, we used to say, I'm only one person. How can I change the world? Well, in today, with social media, one person can change the world. Exactly. Well, as I say, for next week, I'm bringing Hearts on Live and Ramsey Unleashed going beyond borders to America for the time I'm over there. Uh, Some people, thankfully, people have purchased some T-shirts already. uh, And we've got them on order, uh, so they'll be getting them soon, uh, which is great. Uh, so we are sort of expanding the brand, even though we're doing local as well as global as well, which is great fun. And as I say, it's good fun to just to connect with lots of people and hear lots of inspirational stories like yourself and many people going forward. And we will have other authors and business uh, people from um, coming on. There's Dr. William Flipclay, there's Jadel Watkins, there's a lot of people who are there to come on. And there's also a, well, a recent connection is uh, Fre- uh, Freya, Freya uh, with her daughter Angel, who has been interviewing a young, only about I was 15, a little younger than that, interviewing these international speakers and on YouTube channel and it's fantastic and it's very impressive the amount of people I'm connecting with and just uh, actually it's quite I'll give you I'm going to give you a laugh actually how I connected with Frey I was speaking to her last night and one of the guests I obviously Winston Ben Clements who I did interview um and a few well, a few months ago, I'm on the start of the rebrand, uh, and I just happened to comment on a post on Facebook. I said, "I, I went because he always he seems to always be surrounded by some interesting, some really good looking ladies." And I just suddenly said, "I, did you get, I said, Isaac on Winston, did you get her number?" And I obviously wrote back saying, "Yeah, well, I've just checked. Well, I've already got it." And I think for some reason, her son. Uh, saw that I comment, said a nice comment on Facebook and then friended me <laughs> and it was quite bizarre because I commented <laughs> as, as a laugh I was kind of giving, giving a laugh, having a laugh at Winston but uh, a bit of a kind of tongue in cheek uh, banter but uh, it was, but I connected with Freya it was brilliant, it's just, you couldn't get any more random but it was, it was very funny uh, so uh, so, but yeah, and seeing the talent that she, what she does and obviously what her daughter does uh, and how she's just it's amazing, it's fantastic, it's amazing how God connects folk and just brings people together which is the exciting part so uh, it was just a very very (laughs) you couldn't really make, some things you just couldn't make up, it's very funny but um, it's just cool but anyway, well let's uh, wrap it up it is, time flies when you're having fun, it's uh, coming to the hour mark, because if I I go over time I get into trouble Get the bad books with the low. I did my when I went over by over by an hour and forty minutes when I interviewed oh, uh, wow. Ifi Alitham. 
<laughs> so I realised, oops, I've just kind of overrun over the programme that was scheduled after me. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, this was a good interview. It was uh, it was good. It was a very, very good interview. But uh, yeah, but any day, when I come back from America, I plan to try and do more shows, uh, fit them in, maybe depending on people's schedules and free so we can jam-pack more interviews in and more exciting stories. Uh, as I say, remember to uh, tell people where people can find you, which are links, Twitter, Facebook, etc. Further on. On all social media, I am Lisa Geis, and Geis is spelled G-U-I-C-E. I always say juice with a G, okay. <laughs> but it's I am Lisa Geis on all social social media platforms. Okay, uh, there will be all her links, her website, her links uh, will be on in the show notes on the podcast afterwards, uh, so you'll be able to see that, and you can find how you can connect with Lisa, um, and uh, also you can, you've got to post your links to your books where people can buy your book as well uh, and the upcoming books as well feel free and don't forget to network in the group i always encourage people don't if you don't tell people about where you can people can buy your book they're not going to know so you've got to encourage you to share your links in the group and elsewhere but the, all the links will be in the show notes so you can people can buy the book and be encouraged uh, and let them be able to be a part of lisa's journey as well by reading her books etc so give us a final closeout message because i'm running over time already and i'm going to get shot um, but go for it <laughs> Well, I just want to tell everyone that, you know, if you have a dream that is burning in your belly, definitely pursue your dream. You were created and you are already equipped to make that dream a reality. All it takes is for you to get in action. There we go. So thank you to everyone who's listening to Ramsey and Nishka Mirror Mortars on Hearts on Live. UK with... Lisa Geis, all the way from Arizona. Have a good night, everybody, wherever you're from. Just enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy the weather. It's getting colder, but try. And uh, till next time, I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye now.